Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. There are a lot of great podcasts out there. And one of the things that I've been doing is recommending a podcast at the end of each episode. So make sure you stay tuned to the very end because I guarantee you the podcast I recommend you're going to love. There are over two and a half million legitimate podcasts, roughly about 450,000 active ones. There's been a 29.5% increase in podcast listeners over the past three years as of 2022. At present, there are 120 million podcast listeners in the United States. And analysts expect that number will rise to nearly 160 million by 2023. And according to Edison Research, a podcast super listener, that's an American that's 18 or older who listen to five or more hours of podcasts weekly and are engaged more than ever with podcast ads. Super listeners spend an average of 11.2 hours listening to podcasts weekly. This is up from 10 and a half hours last year and 9.8 hours the year before. 51% of podcast super listeners agree that they pay more attention to ads on podcast than on any other media. That's up from 48% last year. 53% of podcast super listeners agree that their opinion of a company is more positive when it is on a podcast they regularly listen to. That's up from 49% last year. And 50% of podcast super listeners agree that advertising on a podcast is the best way for a brand to reach them. That's up from 49% last year. Over half of super listeners said that hearing an ad on a podcast compared to other places makes them more likely to purchase a product. That's up from 54% last year. I bring all these stats up because on this episode, I have the CFO, founder, and co-host of Next Level University, which is a global top 100 self-improvement podcast with more than 1,000 episodes and over 600,000 listens in over 125 countries. And we are going to talk about how to make your podcast successful. After, of course, we hear a little bit about his story and why he got into podcasting. It's an honor to have on this episode, Kevin Palmieri. Enjoy the conversation. 
Coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union Studios, Harford County Living presents Conversations with Rich Bennett. Come on, you're faster than with me. Guys. Oh man, you already said it. I was gonna ask her if she remembered the date. Today I'm sitting here with a young gentleman and I I I've People approach me all the time about starting a podcast, and this guy has been doing podcasts for a long time, well over a thousand episodes. Actually, even started a business, Next Level University, where, and if I get this wrong, correct me, but they do a lot of podcast consulting. They'll help you grow your podcast. They know the ins and the outs. They're experts at it, um, and. Growing, but his his story before then is very interesting, and I think this is why he created the podcast, and he's making more people aware of it. But I have Kevin Palmieri on, who is CFO and co-founder, and of course the host of Next Level University. I got all that right, Kevin. You got all that right, Rich. I appreciate, right. I appreciate you having me, my friend. I'm excited to chat, and uh, I, I hear we're going to talk about podcasting, which makes me happy. Oh well, I hope so. Since you're, you know, you got one of the biggest podcasts out there. I appreciate. But first of all, I gotta okay. The Red Sox. How did they do? So you, I don't know if you believe this or not. I am not a big sports fan. I watch mixed martial arts almost exclusively. If there's any sort of really? fight on, I'm in. I don't watch football much. I don't watch baseball. I don't watch basketball. I'm fight sports only for me. Okay. Damn, we're gonna hit it off right then. <laughs> I. I I tried watching baseball this year, the first time in years, and I got lost. Yeah, because slow. of all the rule changes. It's slow. I did yeah. my I did my five I did five five minute rounds on the heavy bag this morning after my workout. Like that's my that's my sport. All right, who's your favorite MMA fighter? My favorite MMA fighter, probably Dustin Poirier. Uh, he's okay. a yeah a lightweight, a welterweight, depending on where he's fighting. He's one of my favorites. Uh, Daniel Cormier is one of my favorites. He's retired. Paul Felder is one of my favorites. I really like the guys who want to scrap, right? And, and the and the gals that want to scrap. So yeah, that's oh. that's that's my style. I like that. So with you, let, let's um, talk a little bit about yourself before we get into the podcasting business, sure. because as we spoke before, you went through a time of anxiety mm-hmm. and everything, and even suicidal. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep, suicidal um, ideation. All right, tell us a little bit about that and how you overcame that. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, Rich. Uh, you hear people talk often about having midlife crises. I had mine mm-hmm. at 26, and I'm very grateful I did because it, it set me on the path that I'm on today. But I was in my mid-20s. I had everything that anybody could want. I had my dream car. I had a, My girlfriend was a model. I had just done a bodybuilding show, so I was quite literally mm-hmm. in the best shape ever. High-paying job, new apartment, all these things. But I was miserable. I... I thought all of that stuff was going to make me happy, and it didn't. Right. One day, my girlfriend came to me and said, hey, I'm not happy in this relationship. I feel like we're drifting apart. I don't feel like this is a, a positive relationship. I'm going to go do my thing. Uh, you're not the man that you were in the beginning of the relationship. And I, I wasn't. I hadn't grown very much. I wasn't very self-aware. I, I just wasn't a great partner, honestly. Right. She leaves, and I said, all right, something happened here. I don't know what it is. I need to go make more money. That's going to be the, the fix. I just If I make more money, all these other problems will go away. So I was in the, uh, the weatherization industry. It was my job to go into buildings and make them more energy efficient. That's what, really? we, that's what we did, yeah. And okay. 
we worked exclusively with state or government buildings. So we would work in schools, fire stations, police stations. Since I worked for the state, quote unquote, I got state rate. So I made anywhere from 60 to $120 an hour, depending on where I was. Most of our work was in other states. So I lived in New Hampshire. Most of our work was in New Jersey, almost, ex- oh. almost exclusively. So wow. fast forward to the end of that year where I was just hyper-focused on making money. I had been on the road for 10 months out of the 12 months, every single Ooh. week. I was New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Virginia. That was my year just living in hotels. Just That was it. Just grinding, yeah. grinding, grinding. Staying up for 30 hours routinely, that was just normal for me. Not healthy. But we get to the end of the year. I have my final pay stub. I crack it open. I made $100,000 at 26. No college degree. Boom. Awesome. But I had another one of those moments where I said, I put so much emphasis on my internal health, my internal mm-hmm. self-worth, on external results. I'm not happy. Right. I felt good for five minutes and I said, I think I did it again. For most of my life, and especially that year, I had lived unconsciously, just going through the motions, trying to figure out life. I said, right. what's the opposite of unconscious? Hyperconscious. So I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast. That was my initial dive into this whole weird thing that I'm doing now. And what year was that, actually? Uh, 2017. Okay. 2017. April 2017, I started the, the podcast. Okay. Yeah. So I started this podcast. I'm just having conversations with friends. Just, you know, what do you want to do with your life? What are you afraid of? What's your biggest lesson you've learned? But I fell in love with podcasting as I fell out of love with my job. I don't care about this job. I don't want to travel. I don't care about the money. I I don't want to do it. So I start calling out of work. I start showing up late. I I start leaving the job site early. And it got to the point, Rich, where I would have to be in New Jersey, which was six hours from where I lived, uh, 7 a.m. Monday morning. I would sleep in my bed in New Hampshire from 9 p.m. until midnight, I would get up and drive six hours straight to the job and then I'd work an eight-hour day and then I would go to the to the gym after. And that was just Holy Monday. Cow, man. And that was nothing. That's like, whatever. It is what it is. I'll, yeah. I'll get it done. It just kept getting worse and worse and I felt trapped and I felt stuck. So I'm in New Jersey. My alarm clock goes off at like 5.15 in the morning. I sit up, slide to the edge of the bed and putting on my work boots. And the best way to explain it and I don't know any other way to explain it, is there's 10 televisions on in my head and every single one is on a different station. Yeah. One saying you're stuck here forever. You got lucky to get this job. You can't leave. You're never going to make $100,000 again. If you do leave, what are your friends going to say? They look Mm -hmm. up to you. What is your family going to say? They look up to you. And do you really think you're going to take this little podcast and make it your full-time job? And... I was just hopeless. I was helpless. I felt trapped. In that moment, I felt that if I ended my life, I would take my problems with me. And it was just this dark... I mean, even the hotel room is a good representation of what I was feeling. It's this dark, dingy, gross hotel room. It's cold out. It's just... It's not bright. I just felt trapped. Everything felt gray. Now, one of the, the most important facets of my story is I have a very good circle around me. I'm very blessed to have amazing people in my life. So I messaged my friend who is now my business partner and Alan. And I said, Hey, I'm struggling. I'm dealing with this. I'm having these dark thoughts. I don't know what to do. Alan, for those who don't know, is just filled with wisdom. He's a very, very intelligent human being. He said, Kev, your awareness has changed so much 
over the last couple of years, but your environments have remained the same. I think you need to change your environment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, whoa, I don't know what any of this means. So three or four months later, I ended up leaving my job. And then I began the very, very difficult journey of being a very broke entrepreneur who doesn't know anything about business and didn't make any money for a couple of years. And I had to get over my insecurities and learn myself and learn business and all this. But yeah, that was, I think I left my job like four and a half years ago. And I've been a full-time entrepreneur for the last four and a half years. Sometimes that's the best medicine, man. It was. It was. Uh, You know, just go all out. And you had a belief you had a vision and you decided, you know what the hell with it? I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. You know, that is, that is awesome. But yeah, you're right. When you're sitting there and it's, people don't understand it. It's so dark. And something you said that caught me, you said, um, you figure if you committed suicide, you were taking your troubles with you. Mm. And when people are suicidal, that's what they think. What they don't think about is how their troubles are going to be everybody else's troubles. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't think about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, man, I, I'm, man, I'm proud of you. That's, I appreciate that. That, I appreciate that, that. That's big. That is very big. We had so, somebody, we had somebody on the show recently. I know we were talking about guests before. Right. I heard, I heard this two times and this really spoke to me. I was actually on the phone with a client recently. He interviewed mm-hmm. somebody who they wanted to commit suicide. They shot themselves in the in the stomach or the chest. The second after they did it, they said, oh, no, I, I shouldn't have done that. I wish I didn't do that. They regretted it immediately. We had, yeah. we had somebody on the show. His name's Kevin Hines. This man jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. He wanted to, take, he wanted to take his life. He, would, he had a very, 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 very troubling childhood and a lot of trauma, and there was a lot going on stood on the edge. He said, the second I jumped, I regretted it. I said, oh my goodness, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. So to your point, it's, you know, you don't know how you're going to feel after you do it. You just think it's the way out and it it isn't, it isn't the way out. Yeah. A lot of people think it's it's a, yeah, they think it's a quick way out and sometimes it's not. It's, uh, I mean, hell, look at how many people have tried it and ended up, yeah. crippling themselves they're in wheelchairs now they're more miserable now well some are are more miserable now than when they were before some of them have realized what they did and they're out speaking about it like you you know like me and like a bunch of others trying to help other people when you started your podcast how long did you have that one originally so that one is this one it oh. just yeah we just we just rebranded it we, okay. We we Smart had a thinking. yeah yeah we had a mentor say to us he's like nobody knows Evan Carmichael he's he's big on on YouTube mm-hmm. world class he's he's the best he said you guys are a couple of the best interviewers I've ever been interviewed by I don't remember the name of your show nobody knows what the hell hyperconscious means right and that was kind of a kick in the butt to say all right this guy knows what he's talking about maybe we should grow up and change the name to something that can actually get out there that's actually a smart move I mean I did the same thing I had somebody come to me because mine was focused on people in my area mm. and then for some reason i started having people from other parts of the country contact me mainly authors and somebody told me he said rich you need to go national you need to expand and that's when i rebranded and it it, it made a big yeah. difference because they said it, my show's just the title of the show sounded like a realtor show mm. it was called harford county living with rich bennett which 
Yeah, to me, it does sound yeah. like a realtor show. I saw you somewhere before, like before you and I, like before this and before I researched you. I don't know if it was in a Facebook group or something, but I saw you because I remember you got an award for your show somewhere. Yeah, for in, for indie podcasts, I was in the top ten in business, arts, and I think in the top fifty four health. Nice. Uh, and then there's also a uh, organization um, organization around here every May they have podcast month, and I won in, in the state of Maryland won for best host and best show. It's awesome. Um, so you know you know how it is with podcasting. You take any award you, have you to, can. Yeah. Yeah, just like an author, you know, because that way you can say it's an award winner. Yeah, of course. You got so, it. Proud of branding. Yeah. Are, are we as big as Joe Rogan yet? No. <laughs> no. Notice I said yet. Yes, I like that. I like that. <laughs> well on your way. Hey, both of us are. You know, you you could be Jocko. I'll be Joe. Okay. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. So with your, when you rebranded, mm. um, God, what, what of a difference – I mean, was it a big difference as far as mainly, I guess, listeners and everything? In the beginning, it was a big difference going down. We lost listeners in the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. It definitely, the, the trend line went down, but then it went up exponentially. So it was okay. uh, one of those like one step backwards for two steps forward kind of thing. Right. I think what it really did was it helped us with making sure everything was aligned. So mm-hmm. you said it yourself. We have a bunch of things and everything's branded next level blank, next level blank, next level blank. So it's really helped our brand identity as much as anything else. But th- when you search next level, that's a new thing. Like that phrase is pretty new and it's if you'll hear it. Now that I've said it, you'll hear it on commercials more. You'll hear it in songs. That's mm-hmm. a, a phrase that's actually catching fire. So I think we switched at a very good time. Good, good. Now, when you guys switched, mm. or and I guess this is where I'm different from other podcasters. When you started, mm-hmm. as far as monetization goes, what were you guys doing? Nothing. Nothing. No, so you no. weren't monetizing yet? No, I had no idea how to make money in the beginning. No, okay. I didn't make any money for like two years. Like genuinely, we were probably 100, maybe 100 episodes in before we right. started monetizing. Yeah. And what, So what are you doing now? as far as monetization. all coaching all coach okay. so we i get reached out to for sponsorships and ads and affiliate i don't respond like that's not the way we're doing it because mm-hmm. we're trying to build a real brand that pours back into the business that pours back into the community so the only money we have ever made from the podcast is either speaking coaching consulting or services that we provide that's the only money we've ever made that's good. Yeah, that's good. And uh, I think th- his, Dave Jackson does the same thing, yeah. I believe. Yeah, that's the you way know? to do it. It's the way to yeah. do it. Because a lot of people are thinking like, okay, if I get a sponsorship, so we had 20, I think we had like 20,000 downloads last month. Mm-hmm. And on, on our platform, Buzzsprout, they will pay you if you run ads. Right. Do you know how much you get for 20,000 downloads? I think it's like $240 or something. Yeah it's not worth breaking rapport with the audience for $240 where we'll, we'll end up making more money in the long run, but in the short term it does, it's going to seem like you're losing, but that's par for the course. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and I think with the ads though, and I think it was Pat Flynn brought this up mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people are using social media to try to get more listeners mm-hmm. to their podcast, which you will get some, but 
most of your listeners are going to come from other podcasts. Yeah. If you think about it. So I, I like the ad concept. Is it expensive? Yes. Mm. I mean, I do. I kick around. I just try different things because as a podcast, there's what you do. Yeah. Um, and I did one. Was it for 10,000 downloads? And it was finished within a few hours. Mm. It's like, really? <laughs> so, but it, it, it reminds me of my days back in radio. That's when you got to make a good ad. You got to grab people's attention. Will you get some new downloads from it for, you know, for your podcast? Maybe. Yeah. It's not 100%, you know, positive that you will. But I look at it this way. One download better than none yeah of course that one person could tell another person mm-hmm. another person another person yeah so we I mean, we had a client who she came to me and said i want to run ads and i said okay i mm. again one of my things is i want to be humble i i've never run ads so i'm not exactly right. sure i can do some research for you and you know she ended up saying well let me let me take care of it i'll, I'll run what i think will work i know my audience pretty well awesome perfect mm-hmm. she went from a thousand downloads a month to four thousand downloads a month with maybe a 100 dollar ad but wow. this is a very niched, this this was a show about stay-at-home moms and the stay-at-home mom experience. Very niched, so yeah. you can target an audience. But I said, that's that's awesome. Now, what I always tell people is this. this. This is the interesting thing. So many people are worried about, there's two ways to think about it. There's supply and there's demand, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're going to run an ad or you're going to try to expand your audience, make sure you have some way to capture money at the bottom. Because if you don't, you're just you're bringing people in and that's fine but you're not going to actually make the money back from the ad and if you right. can't make $401 on a $400 ad it's not sustainable so that's a that's a little thing to throw out there that yeah no I'm glad you said that cuz I think that's where a lot of people get confused between marketing and advertising yes. um whereas most people will have a marketing uh budget but that advertising budget Technically, should not be a budget because you should always get a return on investment on your advertising. Mm, yeah. If you're not, then you got to change things around. Yeah. You got to look at a different approach. Yeah. And I, I think that's where a lot of people get confused yeah. and kind of messed up. Um, but so with the podcasting, mm. this is kind of a tricky question. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest myth you have heard about? podcasting and and i'm going to say for people that want to get into it what's the biggest myth that you've heard oh man the the biggest myth is two Mm -hmm. one is you're going to be successful quickly that's one (laughs) and that's just it doesn't happen for most people it's results may vary and and it literally should say these results aren't typical because most people don't hit it off that quickly right the other one is it's not going to take less of your time. It's going to take more of your time if you actually want to win. What Rich and I are doing right now, in the grand scheme of things, is only as important as what you do before and after. What you do during is only as valuable as what you do before and what you do after. A lot of people think, I did a 10 out of 10 interview. Awesome. No, I mean, what are you doing to get it out there? What are you doing to build an audience? What are you doing to nurture your audience? What are you doing to learn? There's it's way more time consuming than people actually think. If you want to build a business out of it behind the scenes, that's, that's the thing that I would say. It's not passive podcasters, podcasting, the industry. It's not a passive industry. Yeah. And I know there are still some out there to do it as a hobby. Of course you're, you're seeing more and more try to get into it as a business 
and they don't realize the cost of doing a podcast, first of all. Yeah. Um, And something, another thing that I love about your podcast, you guys are on, what, five days out of the week, right? Oh, seven days out of the week, every day. You're doing seven days? Every day, every day. And we don't, so this is the other thing. Every episode we do, we sit down and do. There's no, it's not me re- repurposing this. It's not me repurposing a speech. It is, I come up with a topic and I say, what does our audience need to hear? We sit down and we do, we try to do 15 minutes, but it's it's usually at least right. 20, at least 20. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Sometimes <laughs> it's, I, mine have gone anywhere from 20 minutes to two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. You know, you get, which that's, it's a conversation. And sometimes you just get so yeah. into the conversation, you forget about yeah. time. But my point with that is seven times. <laughs> Kevin, I'm sorry. You know what it is? Because the weekends, I'm always doing the honey-do list. So I don't get a chance <laughs> to listen to podcasts. No, you're good. You're good. Trust me. I have a lot to catch up with because I'm always working. So I, I got to balance that as well. That's one of the things we do. Uh, But I love it. Now, do you edit your own too? No. So what happened for us, one of the things that happened was we got to the point where I was doing all the audio editing. I was doing all the video editing. I was making teaser clips, YouTube episodes, all this stuff. Somebody reached out to me and said, hey, Kev, I'm going to connect you with somebody who wants to start a podcast. You can coach them on how to start a podcast. And I was like, what do you, I don't know how to coach. Like, I don't, I've never coached anybody on podcasting. But what we ended up doing is we hired a team because I couldn't edit our podcast, record our podcast, and do all their editing. So we ended right. up hiring somebody, and then we grew our team. So we have a full audio editing and video editing team that does all of our content and then all of our, our client content as well. Okay. Yeah, because I think that's another uh, where a lot of people mess up that get into it. They want to do the video and the audio part. Yeah. And don't realize the editing is different for both. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The video editing is depending on what you're using is unreasonably challenging. And if you're syncing up audio, there's a lot to learn. And this is what I always tell people. Uh, Two things. One, don't be afraid to monetize too soon. Two, Mm. don't be afraid to delegate too soon. That's one of the things is most people don't last because they don't know how to do the stuff that is necessary. And, but they also don't want to pay for it. And this is my analogy. If you start a business, say rich starts, uh, Rich's hot dog shop, right? You, it's a, it's a, it's a hot dog shop. This is what happens, though. You don't know. You just know I love the grill. Don't you? <laughs> Rich doesn't know how to build a building. He doesn't know how to run plumbing. He doesn't. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you probably do. You seem like a pretty well-rounded human. Okay, you, you might not know how to run the electric. You might not know how to run all the stuff. You might not know how to install the grill, the gas, blah blah. You have to pay somebody to do all that before right. you can make money. I always say, treat your podcast like a business. You have to put money into it to get money out. Usually not everybody does. Some people get away without it, but your odds go up. The likelihood is higher if you do for sure. Yeah. Uh, another thing, and, and you know, back to seven days a week, mm. like I said, I don't know where I said, I didn't say five days a week. Somebody <laughs> put that in my head. Um, but, and, and even with mine, cause mine's weekly and sometimes I'll put sh- two to three episodes a week. Mm. Explain to everybody, especially those that want to get into podcasting, how important consistency is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, if you have a favorite show, I want you to think about this. When is that show on? What time is it on? And what day of the week is it on? So where, when? If you, 
go to the channel that your show is on and it's not on on that day and that time, you're going to lose faith in that show. You're going to say, ah, well, I guess it's not on again. I'm going to go watch another one. The importance of consistency is tenfold. One, your audience needs to know when and where you will be consistently. If you don't show up and they want to listen to a podcast, they're going to go find another one. And if they like that show, they might not come back to you. You might lose a listener because of your lack of consistency. You will lose listeners if you're not consistent. Second part, you are not getting any better if you're not consistent. That's a part that I don't think people really, really think about is over every single episode we do, we do a 1% win and we do a 1% improvement. After At the end of every episode, it's like, what could we have done better? What did we do uh, really well? What were we, you know, What could we have done better? Okay. What's a 1% improvement times 1,120 episodes that we've done? That's, it helps you get really, really, really good. So not only will you make sure you're there for your audience, you'll make sure you're actually getting better. And right. this is the other thing too. Your, your results compound. So our first year, we got 1,050 downloads. Our first year, that was it, 1,050. Right. The next year, I think we got 28,000. And then 28,000 went to 75,000. But if we stopped at the end of year one, we would have said, ah, you know what? Yeah, I thought we were going to get to a million, but we only got 1,000. If we stopped at the end of year two, yeah, we only ended up getting you know 29,000 total. It's, it's not meant to be. Now we get more downloads per day than we got in the first year. But that never would have happened if we weren't consistent and exactly. we stopped. So that's, yeah, those are just a couple of the pieces of consistency. It's the most important thing really in in anything because you can't yeah. build momentum if you're not consistent yeah and i found that out the hard way because when i started it was once a month yeah and you know it took forever to build that audience up and the other thing that i found out too because when i was doing it once a month it was hard to get guests on but more importantly when i did have somebody that say they wanted to come on it was it was even harder for them to keep that commitment yeah because when you're doing it once, I look at it as radio. How many radio shows do you hear that only come on once a month? None. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's and it's like a TV show or radio, well, radio show. Sometimes there are once a week, or sometimes there are seven times <laughs> a week, like you. Man, that is God. I can't believe I didn't realize that. That is just awesome. I appreciate. I'm sorry. It's a lot, though. It's a lot. I don't ever. I don't know anybody personally. Well, I guess a couple of our mentors do their shows every day, but I don't know anybody personally who's doing the amount that we're doing. Yeah. But I also don't think most people should. That's the other thing is like, this is my full-time job. I don't have to leave this office for 14 hours a day if I don't want. We have a team who does so much. They're so good and they do all the audio editing, the video editing. We have a, mm-hmm. a 15 people on our team total. So there's a lot of things that are getting done that don't require me to do so I can actually stay in my genius zone and podcast. So maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Most likely you should be doing that. Yeah, you're not driving all over. No. I, Again. No, no. My office yeah, you, you is can, 10 steps from my bedroom. Oh, man, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a little break here so I can tell you about something that, um, well, if it wasn't for me starting this, I wouldn't be here doing the podcast. And that's HartfordCountyLiving.com. I started HartfordCountyLiving.com back in 2012. And it's a good, positive news website. Nothing negative on it whatsoever. That's all it is. Good, positive news. I also feature different businesses on there. 
artists, authors, a little bit of everything. It's all about Harford County. Harford County in Maryland has so many great things to offer. If you're out of state, out of the country, you come here, I guarantee you, wherever you go, you're going to love it. And if you live here in Harford County, if you haven't been out to see everything, what are you waiting for? You need to get out there. Again, go to HartfordCountyLiving.com, check out all the good news, and if you own a business, if you would like to be a sponsor, contact me because the sponsors of HartfordCountyLiving.com also give some added benefits. They are also the sponsors of this podcast, Conversations with Rich Bennett. Amongst some other things, I always throw surprises in for my sponsors. So again, go to HartfordCountyLiving.com. When it comes to mentors, who were some of your mentors when it came to podcasting? So this is an interesting thing. We haven't had many. Okay. Um, one of our buddies is Mark Metry. Mark Metry is a, a very, very successful podcaster. Great dude. He taught us some things, but we, for us, we were hanging out with him and we'd go to the gym and we would just kind of, we'd talk about business and life and we'd go to the gym. Right. So it wasn't always geared towards podcasting. One of our other big mentors was David Meltzer. David Meltzer is a very successful podcaster. But the interesting thing is they, Dave specifically, he's in a different stage of life where he already had a boatload of money and he already had somewhat of a brand. So it was a little bit different for him, but he gave us some really good advice. For us, it's really been failing forward. It's really been what worked, what hasn't worked. Okay, cool. Uh, how do we get to know our audience at a deeper level? How well did this title do? How well does this topic do? Really getting down to the data of, I know, we I created an algorithm, and it's not really an algorithm, it's pretty simple, but mm-hmm. all it does is it figures out the overall value of an episode, regardless of how long it's been out. Because when you've had an episode out for four years, and it has X amount of downloads, it's hard to figure out, well, is that better or worse than this latest episode? that has X amount of downloads. Right. So we're very big on data. That's that's really the, the differentiator for us is I want to have data on everything that we're doing. And that's more my co-host, the, the co-founder, Alan, than anything. Something you mentioned with the title. Mm. Explain to people too, and I found this out the hard way because <laughs> when I first started, it was like episode number one, episode number two. Yeah, that, yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. And then I said, okay, episode number one with the guest name or whatever. Yeah. Um. But how important is not just the title of the podcast, but the title of each episode? It's wildly important. It's unreasonably important because people are, they have a very short attention span. Again, myself included. I'm not saying I don't. So if you can't capture somebody's attention, they're not going to click on it. I, this is always my frame. A good title is a unique balance of curiosity and certainty. There's certainty around the fact that they know what they're going to learn. There's curiosity around the fact that they're not exactly sure what they're going to learn, right? I I always say this with clients. I say, I want you to come up with 50 buzzwords that your audience resonates with. Give me a list of 50. Those should be in your titles as much Mm -hmm. as humanly possible because that's what your audience wants. Um, How to's do really well. The importance of does really well, depending on your depending on your audience. It's even deeper than that, Rich. The The alignment of your titles is directly correlated to your understanding of your audience. 
Yeah. You've got to understand your audience and their unique struggles. And you have to ask yourself before every episode, what is the unique problem we are going to solve for our listeners today? And then mm-hmm. that's the entire point of your podcast. So <laughs> I always say when you're coming up with some understanding of your show and your titles and all that, I want you to say what, so this is our podcast in a nutshell. What is the problem we solve? How do we solve that problem? And who do we solve it for? If you can stay in that silo for your entire podcast career, that just helps you niche and stay very specific. It's just, it's just like an advertising campaign. It's the same thing. Yeah. Find out the problem and the solution. and Yeah. And yeah. make sure you're actually delivering it. I yes. I don't know. Do you watch YouTube often? Are you on YouTube? Do you like like consuming? I Oh, yeah. I go to YouTube University every once in a while. So <laughs> I was on YouTube the other day. Uh, do you do you know who Nate Diaz is, the fighter? Yes. So there was a thumbnail of Nate Diaz in jeans, right? He's not he's not okay. actually in the fight. And this man, I think it might have been Bob Sapp. He's an old, old, old K one um, pride fighter. Bob Sapp is like six foot five, three hundred and fifty pounds. Nate oh, Diaz yeah. is six foot one, a hundred and seventy pounds. They never fought, right? But they use the thumbnail like they did because they're clickbaiting people into clicking. Make sure you actually add value based on the title, because if you don't, you're going to lose your entire audience. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so when, when it came to, because, I mean, you got well over a thousand episodes recorded. Mm. What's the biggest thing you've learned from that? Uh, you're, I mean, there's a lot of things. One of the things is the more, and this is very hard to explain, but I'm going to do my best. The more authentic you are and the more you let go of the fear of being perfect, the better the episode goes. That, for me, was a very interesting thing that I try. Ah. Yeah, like right now, I'm not polished. I'm very, and you can't, I don't think you can see this, but like my hat's on backwards. I need a haircut desperately. But I'm, I'm trying to just stay in the flow of the conversation and not having to be a certain way or not having to have the answer. Really... Yeah. I tell my clients, remove the safety net. Whatever that means for you, remove the safety net because I think those episodes will do better. Also, if you do make mistakes, you'll learn how to not make the same mistake next time. So it, what, number one, it's just let go of the safety net when you feel comfortable. Number two, mm-hmm. understand that you will make you will make a mistake on every single episode in some way, shape, or form, and that's a good thing. That's a yeah. good thing in the long run. Yeah, I was talking to somebody... Not too long ago, actually, and we were talking about that, and I told him, whatever you do, don't delete those old episodes. No. Keep them up there because they're, it helps you learn. Yeah. You know, now, will some people go back and listen to them? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But I, I just keep them up there as education for me. Yeah. You know. Well, people um, do listen. This, this is, okay, this, yeah. you said something earlier. You said, what's one thing um, that's – uh, confused, people get confused about whatever the question was the about myth. podcasting. Right, the biggest myth. The myth. One of the biggest myths in podcasting is most of your downloads come from your newest episodes. That's yeah, that's not true. No, no. <laughs> we had a we had a day, I don't know, last month. Yeah, last month we had thirty five hundred downloads in a day, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Let me look at the data. I want to see what happened. People went all the way back to episode number six. Wow, all the way back, and so if imagine. Say we had four downloads on six, four on seven, eight, nine, ten. That's how you get 3,500 downloads in a day. It wasn't 3,300 on our latest episode and then 200 scattered. It was people binging. 
That's right. that's an interesting thing that I always tell people, the long tail of the podcast. That's why consistency is so important. Because right. if you do hit it big and say you get a thousand new listeners and you have a thousand episodes, that's a lot of listens. That's a lot of listens that can happen. Well, the other thing too, what could help that is we talked about the the titling mm-hmm. because that when it comes to the search engine optimization, yep. that's what's going to be pulled up. Yep. If people don't you know realize that either, yeah. especially if it's on uh, your website, if you can if yeah, you can link uh, on your website, it's going to be helpful. I, I'm sorry, a what? <laughs> a, a website? A you website? Say? You say? So you mean if you have a podcast, you should also have your own website? I would say so. It? I think it's valuable. No way. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> but no, I'm glad you said that because there are a lot of people and you see it all the time. You're on a lot of the podcast yeah. groups. Do I need a website? Um, you don't need one, but you should definitely have one yeah. if you want to grow it. Yeah, for sure. You know, makes, it's credibility. It makes a big difference. It's credibility. Like part of it, even the credibility of having a nice website. Yeah. I, I always tell people that there's like so doing an episode a week and then posting a picture of your episode on social media, that's 1A. That's bare minimum if you want to grow your show. What's 1B? Getting a better microphone and a better camera and then posting two pictures or a picture and a right. story. Okay, 1C is having a good backdrop with you know some, some good visuals and recording your video. Okay, that's 1C. Right. And then 1D is putting videos all over your social media. A lot of people are just doing the bare essentials and maybe that's what you know that's what they're capable of that's totally fine but it's very hard to get you know level a plus results with level c plus inputs so yeah understand that as you level up your results will too oh yeah yeah definitely and um which brings me to another question because you said you record right there at home yes right where your studio is um so you can keep the same equipment, whereas with me, I record at home and then we go out to record sometimes. So I, there's additional equipment I need. But for somebody that is just getting into it and they're not monetizing that website yet, <laughs> should they spend that money on equipment or do you think they should spend that money on renting, you know, renting a podcast studio and going to the podcast studio? and pay paying four hundred dollars an hour yeah no i would never and again i'm biased i would never do that i because all you're doing is you're renting somebody else's equipment when you could this is i always suggest i don't know if i had to venture a guess which i would say it looks like you're using the audio technica atr 2100 microphone that's what i would suggest yeah that's it's a 79 or a 99 dollar microphone depending on you know if there's a sale going on you can get it on amazon plug it right into your laptop you're off to the races that's all you really need that is it you don't need a soundproof room in the beginning you don't need any of that you don't need a an expensive camera like i have right now you don't need that in the beginning i would take that money and i would reinvest it into your business something that will stand the test of time maybe it's coaching or maybe you take that $400, you find a video editor, an audio editor, say, this is what I have. What can I do? That's a good way to do it too. So for most people, I think that's number one. That means you've got to go to the studio every time you want to record an episode, which is a right. huge barrier to entry. Number two, if anything ever happens to the studio, you lose your opportunity to record. And number three, you could put that money to better use for something that's more sustainable for you for sure. Exactly. Thank you. Of course. I, I've because that's always been a pet peeve of mine. I never understood why 
somebody's going to rent a studio that and they're not monetizing their website when they could take that um say four hundred dollars and buy a hundred dollar microphone yeah. you know and then buy that and that's the other thing people don't look at when they want to do a website or a website when they want to do a podcast they don't even think about the hosting part mm. i mean there are some free ones out there are they as good eh, yeah, i no. wouldn't i don't think so yeah. i mean nothing's free yeah. so um I mean, that's why I love Buzzsprout. And it, when I originally started, I was hosting my own. Mm. Biggest mistake I ever made. Just because it was bogging down the server. Mm. You know, and then I started doing my research and found out about what I love about Buzzsprout was they charge by the hours, not the data. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And the community is awesome. And the customer service. Oh, God. I've worked oh, with God. clients who have a bunch of different things and it's like they don't get back to you. I... I, I, we use Buzzpro too, and we're, yeah. we're not getting, I'm not getting paid to say this. I don't know if Rich is, but I'm not. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I just love them. Yeah, they're, they're really good. It's a really good service. If you're a new podcaster, the stats are very easy to track. The user interface is very, very simple. And there are just, it, they take you step by step with everything you need to know. But the customer service is top notch. And that's, that's something that if you do need, it's valuable. It's a valuable asset to have. Yeah. All right. Now, this is another tricky question. Sure. So when it comes to podcasting, uh, and well, I don't know if you can actually answer this or not, but what's one of the biggest hacks that you've learned to, uh, for podcasting to help others out that are getting into it? Oh man. Okay. So I think most often people think hacks means less time. This I'll give you a hack, but it will require more of your time. Right. One of the things that has really benefited us is doing calls with our listeners, even if they're free, even if they're free calls with your listeners. So explain that if say, um, so this is what in an ideal world, this is how it works. Okay. Rich follows me on social media. I send rich a video. I say, Hey rich, thank you so much for the follow. I appreciate, and this is me sending the video. Nobody else is doing my social media. I do this. Hey rich. Thanks for the follow. I appreciate it. There's ever anything I can do to help you. Just let me know. I'm here. I appreciate you. Rich says back, oh my God, I can't believe you sent a video. I've been listening to the podcast. I love it. Then I can say something along the lines of, I want to get to know the audience at a deeper level. Here's my link for a free 15-minute call. Um, No pressure. I'm not going to sell you on anything. I just want to get to know you and what you're dealing with as a human being. Boom. Now I get on a a Zoom call with somebody and I get to understand, okay, what are our listeners actually going through? Literally, what are they actually going through? Since they listen to us and they respect us and they value us, they they actually tell us what's going on in their life. And they're very vulnerable. And now I understand so I can pick better titles and I can pick better topics. And if I do want guests, I can pick you know guests that are aligned right. with that. The People say all the time, like, don't do free calls. That is one of the most valuable uses of my time because I'm getting to know the audience. Now, I don't get to do them. I do a lot of free calls with podcasters because that's my jam. Alan does right. a lot of free calls with the listeners okay. because he gets to, now he gets to know them at a deeper level. That's a hack that most people aren't doing because it takes time. It doesn't pay you direct money and it doesn't seem like it's going to do anything in the long run. But if you can get to know your audience at a deeper level, you will win. I, I know I love that. that. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a great idea. It's a good I, one. I, I'm not doing it. I mean, I got the, the group page, uh, which even with that, it's hard to get people to converse yeah. about 
the podcast. Yeah, it's a challenge. Calling, yeah, sending something like that, and that's more personable or per- personable. Same. Is that a word? Personable is, is a word. Say, yeah, I just said it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> more personal. God. Um, man, I need coffee. That's what it is. I'll send you some but, of mine. I got mine right here. <laughs> but no, I, I love that idea. That's a that's a great idea. Yeah, it's if you um, don't know if you don't know your audience, it's wildly challenging to win because you. Yeah. But and this is the thing I say all the time. People say, "Well, you're not going to be able to send videos to people forever." Maybe not. Maybe I I won't get to send a video to everybody who follows me. But imagine when we're at the point where we have millions and millions of downloads and we're quote unquote world famous or whatever that means, whatever world famous in the podcast industry means. And I send Rich a video. How much more valuable is that video when I'm super successful? I'm building the habit to be able to do that in five, 10, 15, 20 years. So that's the, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That, that is great. Now, actually, before I get into the last question, Mm. because this is a, I can't believe I didn't do this. I like to do this in the beginning and in the middle and I haven't done it. Tell everybody the website and how they can get in touch with you and listen to the podcast. Yeah, sure. So Next Level University is the podcast. I always send people to whatever um, platform you use. So if you listen on Apple, you can do it on Apple. If you listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever it is. Next Level University, an episode every single day in your pocket from anywhere for free. A mentor, two mentors in your pocket. That's where you can listen to us. I always send, and that's another thing too, Rich, and I'll, I'll say this. Another misconception I think people have is when they are on a podcast and somebody says, where can people find you? They try to point them directly to money. Well, if you want to work one-on-one with me, here's my link. I gave it to Rich. The I want you to listen to the podcast because that's the freest, it's the most affordable option for the most value. And that's where that's is a podcaster. Send people to your podcast so they can get to know you, like you, trust you, and actually you can add value to them. For sure. Yeah, and you're giving them free education. That's the goal. And which is the thing. I mean, a lot of people don't, you know, realize that. Yeah. All right. So my last question for you. Sure. Um, actually, well, no, take that back. Was there anything else you wanted to cover beforehand? Because I, you got, you know, you got to come on again. Oh, I'm, I'm come on tomorrow. Actually, I, I'd like to have you and Alan on if possible. So Does here's he, the he do guess things or not. Here's the thing. We okay. realized. That Alan's superpower is being behind the scenes, building the business and coaching. He does not do any podcasts anymore. Huh? Yeah, he doesn't. He just does ours. He doesn't. He, oh, okay. Yeah, I he does ours. Say, I just heard him. No, no, he does ours, but he okay. doesn't do any other media. Okay. So, well, I was going to say, he's not like me. I mean, he's got a face for cameras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a handsome gentleman, for sure. But it also helps me when he doesn't show up, because I look better. When he's well, not here, way, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's good for well, me. And this way, he can be focusing on doing more work while you're sitting there talking. That's to what other I'm people. saying. I think that's yeah, the way it should that, be. That works. That works. <laughs> so with with podcasting and people that want to get into podcasting, and you're not allowed to say mine. You're not allowed to say yours. Okay. What three podcasts would you recommend to people that want to get into podcasting? Oh no, I can't recommend. Mine or yours? No, do you, that's cheating. Do you know I have? Do you know I have two? <sighs> All right, you can recommend. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, because you know, because we didn't talk about it. Right, that, so right. Go ahead. I would, I would recommend Podcast Growth University. It's one I just created. Yes. I, it, it is a shameless plug, but I've just studied this industry for a long time, and I really try to talk about stuff that actually will help you. There's another one. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's Kevin 
Chemeldon or something like that. It's called Grow the Show. He's a very, very, from what I've seen, I don't know him personally, but he seems like a very integrous human who actually knows the podcast industry well. And then I see his ads all the time on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna see him more because we just we just said it out loud. And <laughs> I would say you mentioned Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn is is oh. world class. I think his is what smart passive income. He's got a bunch of them. So yeah, look up Pat Flynn. He's very very good at this industry. He's got a great book called Super Fans, which is very valuable if you're a podcaster, anybody really. So yeah, yeah. Pat Flynn, he's he's legit. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry you mentioned that. So. One la- this is the last question sure. then. Books, mm. because there are a lot of good books out there, and there are a lot of books out there which really don't tell you to do <laughs> um, But what three books would you recommend for <sighs> podcasting? <laughs> one, there's, a, there's a book called Scale by Jeff Hoffman and, and David Finkel. That's a good one. Oh, Make Noise by Eric Newsom. Is a, okay. It's a book all about podcasting. He did NPRs, all of the NPR podcasts. That's a really... That's a really good book as well. And then I would say Superfans by Pat Flynn. Okay. I have to, I have to check that out. I have, I'm actually reading Profitable Podcasts right now, mm. um, which is actually for, well, for business, because that's another thing I don't understand. There's a lot of businesses out there that don't have a podcast. Yeah. And I think they're missing the boat. I agree. I agree. I just, it's one of those things where I think people are of one of two thoughts there. If I start a podcast, I will ultimately, I will quickly make more money or a mm-hmm. podcast seems like it's a lot of work. And I think people are on one end or the other. Usually when, yeah. when in reality it's, it's not, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of work, but if you have a business and you have a team, it's easier. The long term, you know, opportunity to make money is really high. That's why they need to get in contact with people like you and I. Well, so we I'd can say help so. Them. I'd say so. Makes sense to me. Yeah. It's a win-win for them. And congrats to you, Rich. It's what did you have? I think two hundred. You have over two hundred and fifty episodes, more than that, right? Uh, you know what? In all honesty, I don't even know. That's um, that's a really yeah. Good, it's over two hundred and some. That's a really good milestone. Most people don't get um, there. It's I I just love doing it. I love hearing the stories from other people, mm-hmm. and you know, it doesn't matter. Every episode I do, I end up learning something. Yeah. And I've always said, no matter what your job is, the education never stops. And talking to you, I've already learned some stuff. And like I said, everybody I talk to, I learn more and more things, and I love it. You know, I'll never stop doing this. I'll be my goal is I my lifetime goal is to make it to a hundred. So at a hundred years old, I'll still be doing it and talking <laughs> like this. But you know, my teeth will probably be falling out during the podcast. <laughs> we'll have to do video by then. You got to be on video yeah. by then. Well, actually, funny you say it. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you that afterwards. But anyways, uh, Kevin, thanks again. And congratulations you. on your success. And for, you know, while you were sitting on that bed deciding, no, I need to do this instead and going forward with that. And I congratulate you for that and everything else. And I can't wait to have you back on. We'll have to do this again probably after the holidays. Sure. When I get a break from seeing that fat guy in the red suit. <laughs> I am I appreciate you, Rich. This was truly wonderful. You're I, I love you. You're you're a good human and uh I will come back whenever you want. More than happy. When's the latest time you really felt on purpose? When you felt clear about what you wanted, when you felt one hundred percent committed to your goals, when you truly felt confident, when you felt the most consistent and aligned. 
When's the last time you had a supportive community lifting you to the next level? I'm going to have a link in the show notes for a course that's created for you, and you can sign up, and it's absolutely free. I want to thank Kevin for coming on this episode because, God, I learned so much from him, and I know we didn't even scratch the surface. There's so much more that he has to offer. Go to his website, nextleveluniverse.com, and I'll have the link for you to go and sign up for the course as well, register for the course. And check out his podcast. What is going on? My name is Kevin Paul Mary, and I am the host of Podcast Growth University. I am also the co-host, the co-founder, and the CFO of Next Level University. So over the last five years, I have done close to a thousand podcast episodes for Next Level University. I have also been a guest on many, many, many other shows. So well over a thousand episodes I have been on. And the point of this podcast is to help you grow, scale, monetize, and just become an overall better podcaster. There's a lot of tips out there. There's a lot of tricks out there. I am only going to share what we have done, what has worked for us, what has worked for our clients, and the things that have really made the biggest difference over the last five years in 900 episodes. We'll do everything from the basics of what should your equipment be. We'll talk about how to prep for a guest episode, how to prep for a solo episode, how to get clients, all the ins and outs of podcasting, a lot of which I wish I knew in the very beginning. I know that if I had a podcast like this in the beginning of my podcast, I would have been more successful a lot faster. And that's the frame that I'm going to be recording these episodes from. So we're going to bring you one episode every single week. My goal is between 10 minutes and 20 minutes, and it's going to be as valuable as humanly possible. Stories from us, stories from clients. But my goal is to deliver the things that have worked for us and honestly, the things that have worked for our clients. I don't want to give any fluff. I have no reason to lie or anything like that. I just want to see you win as a podcaster. I know that there's so many people out there who have a wonderful story. They have a amazing purpose. They have a message to share with the world, but a lot of people don't know where to start and they don't know how to continue. Most podcasts last between seven episodes and 21 episodes before what is called pod fade happens. I don't want you to go through that. I want this podcast, the podcast that you're creating while listening to this, I want your podcast to be the most successful version of that podcast. So tune in every single week and welcome to Podcast Growth University. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, or if you would like to recommend somebody for me to get on the podcast, or if there's a topic you want me to talk about, just go to conversationswithrichbennett.com, click the Be a Guest link, and fill out the form, and I'll get in contact with you, and we'll get everything set up. And while you're there, please subscribe to the podcast, as well as the newsletter. And check out all my sponsors, and of course, my co-hosts. Please show your support for all of them as well. Until next time, my name is Rich Bennett. Stay safe, and thank you for joining the conversation.